1: Yeah! This is Pastor Jolly John Lekumsky, and yes, I am awake now.
0: <laughs> Finally. I'm <laughs> glad to hear it, John. Your eyes are open. Eyes <laughs> see the sunshine. <laughs> That's right. And who, who am I talking to? This who is, is this? This is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark, uh, We're serving at Ascension Lutheran Church in picturesque South St. Louis. And
1: I, of course, am just sitting on my bottom. I'm retired. I'm not serving anybody. <laughs> but together we are serving all of listeners because this is Wrestling, Wrestling with, with the basics. basics. Uh, before we go any further, Matt, I do have to make an apology. Uh, and, man, this has been going on for some time. I did not realize it, so that, that's my excuse. But I know I, I'm surprised we haven't just just been flooded with emails and text messages and angry phone calls because I'm sure uh, that I've been offending people for, for months and weeks uh, and maybe even years. It turns out, you know, we, a few weeks ago we were talking about – word for destroy uh, yes. which I said uh, aumi that's Apolumai, the word to, yeah, yeah yeah don't don't worry about the guy that can kill the body but worry about the one who can Apolumai, uh the the uh, the soul uh, t- eternal destruction well it turns out it's not aumi Matt. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it, it, it's Apulami. It's Apulami. That's how it's pronounced. Oh, no. Apulami. Let's say it together now. Apulami. Apulami. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I, I, we have the best I, guy, uh, Pastor Bitter. is <laughs> just the finest guy. And so I'm having a discussion with him, and, he's, and he, he says Apulami. I said, oh, was that how you say it? <laughs> In other words, he didn't criticize me. We were just talking about it. And I realized, oh, that's not how I've been pronouncing it. And yes, yeah, Matt, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Binder is like my wife, Lynn. They actually know how to pronounce words. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. It's good to have someone like that in your life, John. I know my wife's an editor, so uh, oh, there you yeah, go. I'm, I'm blessed with that as well. <laughs> I'm sure. After
1: your sermon, she says, you know, Matt, actually,
0: <laughs> <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> your tense should have been. Yeah, the uh, sermon's marked in red ink. Oh, my That's right. Oh, well, so no, so I, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised the mailbag wasn't full of letters I, over that one, John. I know. So for uh,
1: those those of you who we've offended with the mispronunciation there, uh, yeah, it should be Apulumi, not Apaluma. My, of me. All right, enough of that, Matt. Because you actually have something worthwhile. <laughs> I hope you do yeah, have something well, worthwhile. I'll, don't I'll you?
0: Do, I'll do my best. I'll okay. do my best. We're awake. We're ready to go. We, John yeah. and I, are recording early. A couple episodes, um, yeah. and then we're we because that's how much we love our go. listeners.
1: See, other people would just say, "Oh shoot, we'll just skip a couple of weeks." But no, we're willing to get up bright and early, as early as eight thirty. <laughs> <laughs> now, if it had been eight or seven, I don't know. We'll talk Go ahead. about
0: sacrifice. I <laughs> yeah, know for our exactly. listeners. Nothing, nothing, No sacrifice too big. All right. Um, so, John, what I want to talk about is... Um, I want to talk about Acts chapter 9. So, you know, okay. if you want to turn in your Bible to chapter, yeah, Acts I, chapter 9. I don't have nine. a
1: Bible to turn to. I have a okay, computer. But that works tech, fine. I Acts chapter know. 9. Yeah, there we go. Um,
0: so as you're, as you're scrolling on your screen to ask yeah. Acts chapter 9, um, it's, what what I want to talk about is redemption. Stories of oh, redemption. Cool. All all of right. redemption. So, you know, everyone loves a good redemption story, right, John? So yeah. if, if you think of uh, Hollywood movies, uh, we can come up probably with a pretty decent list of Redemption stories, uh, stories where the bad guy becomes like what Matt? Yeah, (laughs) do you have any examples? (laughs) I sure do, John. All right. So, and maybe our listeners do too. So, what what I mean by redemption is the bad guy becomes the good guy in the end. the uh, The villain becomes the hero. Kind of a the tables are turned. There's a redemption that takes place. So, uh, so yeah, I don't, you probably, you might have some too, John, but uh, a couple that come to mind, you know, the, the, the most obvious one for me uh, maybe is a Christmas Carol, right? Uh, oh, Ebenezer yeah. Scrooge, yep. right? So my miserly Ebenezer Scrooge, uh, Dickens refers to him as a covetous old sinner. I love that line. Um, he's a bad guy. He's terrible. Uh, but then of course, in those closing scenes, there's that that redemption that takes place; those three Christmas spirits visit him uh, in this fictional story, and he, he's transformed. He's redeemed. He's no longer callous, but he's caring. He's not loathsome, but he's loving. Uh, it's a redemption story. Um, so I, I don't know, Johnny. Have any out of the top of your head? I know we didn't prep for this, but I don't know uh, any movies or redemption well, stories I, that come did- to mind. You know, the thing
1: is that seems to be kind of a popular theme now where we take people that used to be disregarded as villains and we give them like a backstory and and make them – Cruella would be the one that would come to my mind because I always thought she wanted to kill 101 Dalmatians. How in the world (laughs) – but now apparently she's a good guy.
0: <laughs> I don't know. She seems irredeemable. Yeah, um, but apparently but somehow Disney uh, redeemed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that another one was is uh, Loki. So, oh uh, yeah, if we have Marvel fans listening, uh, Loki is the younger brother of Thor. And again, we know this is fictional stuff, right? Uh, and you know, trying to always get the upper hand. This Loki is a villain, but. Uh, he ends up fighting alongside the good guys, and uh, there's a whole series now, as you as you alluded to, John, about Loki on Netflix. Uh, so we're following, tracking the story of what was once the bad guy.
1: Oh, oh, oh and I, I now that you mention it, now that we're going into that kind of movie, uh, I, I always called him Boba Fett, but apparently <laughs> I'm not good at pronouncing Boba. any words because <laughs> my kids Boba say Fett. no, no, Dad, it's Boba Fett. But again, the same thing. He was a villain in the movies that I grew up with you know but now now in his latest tv show he's actually again a good guy
0: yeah the mandalorian right is that yep, yeah yeah oh yep. that was a, yeah, a hot tv show for a while Um uh, yeah i mean just all examples so you know scrooge and, and loki and cruella and uh boba or bubba <laughs> Fat
1: whatever it is. it's not Bubba. No, no, I never said Baba. I said Baba. Oh Baba. Baba. Yeah, me. Baba, Baba no. That's a guy I used to know down at the bar. Bubba <laughs> Fat. Bubba. Bubba
0: Fishing on the Keskaski cas- over yeah, that's right. oh, Baba. Athens. <laughs> Bubba yeah. <Fat>. right. <laughs> right. Anyway. So well when you think about that, I mean that that is a common theme in movies, and, and we buy tickets to see those movies. So why do we like redemption stories so much? I don't know why do we, Matt? <laughs> All right. Well, I, I I don't know if I've got the, the surefire answer, John, but I've got a suggestion. Okay. And my suggestion is uh, maybe because we resonate with that. Uh, uh, maybe it's because we're, we're sort of hardwired in that way by God that we deep down know that we need redemption. And we realize that, whoa, I'm not perfect. I'm not the way that God intended me to be. I'm a sinner, but we also look at our world around us. And I think we realize to a certain extent, this world isn't what it was meant to be. It's no longer that perfect Garden of Eden. It's no longer sinless. Uh, The world and and ourselves in particular need of redemption. Uh, Certainly, that's what Paul writes about, you know, uh, Book of Romans, right? Uh, How He talks about we groan inwardly Mm. as we eagerly await the redemption of our bodies. And then Paul goes on to talk about the whole creation growing for its redemption. So I think we long for to hear our own redemption story. And perhaps, perhaps, uh, maybe that's why we resonate with those movies so much. And We just enjoy that story of redemption uh, yeah. because we know deep down, well, we need some redeeming too. As we look today now at Acts chapter nine, uh, it's the story of Saul. So the, the redemption stories we're talking about so far, they're, they're fictional. They're, they're Hollywood. They're make-believe. But here is a true-to-life redemption story of Saul. So I thought we could look at Acts chapter 9. And kind of in movie-like format, John, maybe we can look at four different scenes of okay. Saul's redemption story. So scene one, scene one, we meet the man. Uh, we meet Saul. So uh, if you could read... Uh, Acts chapter nine, uh, verses one through three. Yeah, about uh, just just verses one and two. Let's just do yeah,
1: and and two. they're great. They're great verses for setting up what you want to set up. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because you know, just a couple chapters earlier we, we meet Saul, right? Uh yeah. remember Johnny's holding the garments of people. As uh, what's happening, what's taking place?
1: Yeah, see, there, there's here. Let me let me hold that for you, so you can get yeah. a really good throw there. A really good. <laughs> I know, you know. I know. Get that arm movement. Yeah, stoning Stephen. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So he oversees, it seems, the the stoning of Stephen. You know, sometimes we refer to him as the proto martyr, the first uh, Christian martyr there in Acts. Um, so st- you know, he you know, I've never yeah.
1: I've never referred to him as the proto martyr, but that's fine. <laughs> you you <laughs> young people, go ahead with I your said <laughs>
0: okay. No, well, but, well, there's there's a church, a Catholic church here in St. Louis that's called Stephen the Proto-Martyr. So I mean really? that's the church's name. So yeah, okay. yeah. So that's kind of interesting anyway. Probably no one knows what the heck it means.
1: But <laughs> now we're back into Star Wars, isn't it? <laughs> I know.
0: Boba Fett goes to the Proto-Martyr, <laughs> proto-martyr. church. Anyway. Yeah. Um so yeah. So he, he's a bad dude. He's a bad yeah, guy. Yeah. Uh, Saul's a villain, right? Um, he's overseeing the killing of Christians. You, you and, think it was uh,
1: something that Corilla killed 101 Dalmatians. You ain't seen nothing yet. But well, Exactly. Saul, yeah. and,
0: and he's not content with just staying in Jerusalem and, and persecuting Christians. No, he gets letters to go to Damascus even to take this on the road, uh, the search and destroy mission. I mean, that is how fervent of a a bad guy, a persecutor of Christians, uh, this Saul is. Uh, he is he's a bad dude. He's a bad dude. Um, yeah, a, a Jew of Jews, right? A Pharisee of Pharisees. Uh, Saul thinks that he's serving the Lord by persecuting Christians and stamping out all followers of Jesus Christ.
1: And it, but at least he doesn't discriminate, you know, he, he's willing to kill men and women. <laughs> it yeah, doesn't matter yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Men or women bring them about, imprison them, uh, punish them. Yeah. So that's, that's scene one, we meet the man. So scene two is, is the voice. I'm going to call it the voice. Uh, so if you want to read verses uh, one through um, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, one through maybe uh verse nine.
1: Okay, I'm assuming you actually were Excuse me, three, three. yeah, three yeah, through yeah. nine.
0: I'm sorry, John. Uh,
1: and now as he went, that's Saul. Now as Saul went on his way, he approached Damascus, and suddenly a light from heaven shone around him, and falling to the ground, he heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who, who, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. But rise and enter the city, and you will be told what to do. The men who were traveling with him stood speechless, hearing the voice, but seeing no one. Saul rose from the ground, and although his eyes were opened, he saw nothing. So they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And for three days he was without sight, and neither ate nor drank.
0: Yeah, so there's an interruption in his trip to Damascus. Uh, This light from heaven, this voice from heaven, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And we find out whose voice is it? Well, it's Jesus Christ himself. Then in persecuting Christians, He's persecuting Christ. Uh, he, he was trying to stamp out enemies of God, but Saul finds out by doing that, I'm being an enemy of God. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I'm persecuting Jesus. Um, and I think with that, Paul begins to see Jesus is more than just a man, more than just someone who's crucified. Uh, no, they, he's something much, much more than that. I think he's beginning to see that. But first, he's, he has to be humble. Um, he's blinded. He's uh, he, he opens his eyes, but he can't see. And he has to be led to Damascus by hand. So, I mean, he's really uh, helpless. This guy who was going to actively persecute Christians now has to be led by hand even. Uh, into Damascus. So that's uh, that's the voice, the voice. So
1: so just a couple of things with that. Yeah. Uh, um so there's a movie out right now called The Northman uh which is all of if you want to know all about Vikings and how horrible they are. Oh yeah, we
0: love the Vikings.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, and it's interesting because they're all gone. We don't have other than the, the football team and they're horrible too, but <laughs> in, a oh, oh, in a different way. In no, a different way. Oh, hey, I'm oh, a Vikings oh, oh. fan. I'm a oh, Vikings I'm going to get
0: letters in the mailbag about
1: that one. Um, that's what, who cares about how I pronounce their Greek but don't say anything about my football team yeah,
0: that's right but,
1: but uh you know uh, so so anyway we can t- say all kinds of nasty things about Vikings because they're not around uh, and apparently they were a very cruel cruel people yeah but it tickled me because in this movie uh, some bad things happen to them and and they say oh do you think this could be the Christians that are doing this and they said oh no no their God their God is a corpse hanging on a tree <laughs> and I thought that's probably what Paul thought, too. Yeah, I don't don't have to worry about these Christians. Uh, And then the other thing that I think is really neat about this is the fact that he's persecuting men and women who believe in Jesus, but that's persecuting Jesus. And that's a nice cover to us, that whatever we're suffering, the Lord Jesus suffers right along with us. That's how closely he identifies with us. Nothing we're going through that he isn't sympathetic for and with us and present in the midst of the suffering. That's how it is with Jesus and, and his people. We are one with him. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, go ahead, yeah.
0: we're connected yeah. to Jesus' sufferings and his death, but also to his resurrection. That's yeah, 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 but, yeah, we, but yeah, that is the you good know, news. Yeah. yeah, but you know, if they persecuted him, so also they persecute us. Yeah, that's the reality of it. So we've got uh, scene three, we've got the visitor. Uh, so if you want to read verses uh, 10 through uh, let's see here, 10 through um, uh, I don't know, uh, Uh, (laughs) did you prepare prepare this (laughs)
1: have you actually (laughs) read
0: this text before i I was i was too busy coming up with clever names for these different scenes john so i didn't didn't have time (laughs) to actually break down what verses these scenes are (laughs) so just start with verse 10 and we'll see how it goes so scene 3 the visitor
1: All I'm right, thanks. Yeah, no, okay. we'll, we'll stop there. All that's
0: right. that's perfect. Um, so here it is, the visitor. So through this vision, Ananias learns that he's supposed to visit Saul. That's what the Lord says. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, Ananias his initial response is, "Here I am, Lord." <laughs> kind of that response of faith, you know, <laughs> receptive right. to the Lord's message. But then he hears the message, and it's, "You got to go visit Saul of Tarsus," um, and Ananias is you know, answers basically, Lord, no offense, but are you nuts? I've heard about this man. He's done evil to your saints in Jerusalem. He's a prison Christian. He was there when Stephen was stoned. Uh, You want me to go talk to this guy? Um, And, you know, what I think is interesting, he objects, but then uh, God's answer then in verse 15, uh, God doesn't, doesn't argue with him. God doesn't, you know, doesn't say he's wrong. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he just says, "Well, go, yeah, <laughs> go yeah. because I chose him." So he, God doesn't deny that that Paul's a, a villain. He doesn't deny that he's a, you know, a bad guy when it comes to persecuting Christians. Uh, but but the answer still and nice, just go. I, I do what I told you to do. He's he's my chosen instrument uh, to carry my name to both Gentiles and to the children of Israel too. Yeah, for whatever reason, God has chosen. He wants to redeem Saul.
1: And, and and I like what you point out about Ananias because I, I I think that's that's just yeah at first oh yeah whatever lord I'm here tell me where oh, to yeah, go yeah, yeah. oh <laughs> yes, wait so. a second I gotta check my calendar <laughs> no, yeah, no. I think I'm pretty well tied up lord yeah know uh, uh, but but yeah and, and you know the other thing too that I, I'm gonna show Saul how much he must suffer for the yeah, sake of my name yeah, so yeah, you're not yeah. you're not gonna get out of this uh but but yep you're the one I chose yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, we read about his sufferings, his shipwrecks, his beatings, his own stoning even, that he survives. And all that Saul suffers for, Jesus' name, yeah. So maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but the the final scene, scene four, I'm going to call it the redemption. Here's where the redemption itself takes place. So verses uh, 17 through um, 19.
1: So Ananias departed and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul... The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road by which you came, has sent me so that you may regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And immediately something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Then Saul rose and was baptized, and taking food he was strengthened. Uh,
0: and I don't know okay. if you're, yeah, you're going to point that's
1: out funny. that he immediately begins to proclaiming Jesus in the synagogue saying yeah. he is the son of God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Immediately starts doing that. So, so Ananias does come. He lays his hands on Saul. Saul regains his sight. He can see again. Um, and this, this enemy, this bad guy, this villain, he becomes, well, Ananias calls him brother. I think that's kind of neat. He calls him brother. Uh, and then it seems like almost immediately he rises. And he is baptized. Yeah. Know. Uh, you know, uh, and Saul's redemption takes place. Uh, there's a change. Uh, the redemption comes to Saul as a gift. Um, it, this is all God's doing. I think that's kind of neat that you know Saul's even struck blind. I mean, he's, he's pretty well helpless at this point. He couldn't even get to Damascus on his own. You know, God does it all. God's the one who sends Ananias, God's the one who uh, gives him his sight back, God's the one who Gives him that new life in baptism. God's work is, is, is what's going on here to redeem Saul. Uh, it's all God's doing. It's all God's choosing, uh, which I kind of think then leads us to the question, John, you know, why did God choose Saul? Why did God choose a bad dude like Saul, such a villain, someone who's going around persecuting followers of Jesus and, and at the same time persecuting Jesus himself, as that voice says? Uh, So, yeah, why did he choose Saul? I think we could probably make a pretty good list of reasons, right? Uh, But uh, you, you got a couple, John?
1: Well, I, I think for one thing, it's going to make him a lot more believable, right? Yep. Because that's what they yep. say. This was the guy that used to be persecuting yep. Christians, and now all of a sudden he's on their side. So that would be an impressive witness, I would think.
0: Powerful witness, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I think how Saul's learned it in the Old Testament, certainly. So he already has that background where he can use that then to, boy, to show how. Christ is being pointed ahead to in the Old Testament, make those connections. Uh, and then I think, you know, one other one um, is, is just the idea that if, if God can redeem uh, a, a persecuting, murdering, bad guy like Saul, well, then he can redeem, well, he can redeem anyone. <laughs> he can redeem anyone, uh, including us, right? Including our listeners, whoever they may be, whatever they've done, whatever their past looks like, uh, you can be redeemed. In fact, you have been redeemed by Jesus Christ and his dying and rising for you. And that redemption happens to us, for us, is delivered to us, we could say, really in the very same way that God redeemed Saul when you think about it. Um, you know, and I'm, you know, I, I'm not talking about a bright light from heaven. Probably not going to see no. that. I haven't seen a bright light from heaven. Uh, I'm not talking about the vo- audible voice from heaven. You know, that's never happened to me either. Uh, but that redemption that comes after his eyes are opened, what does he do? He rose and he was baptized. Was baptized. Yep. Exactly. He was baptized with water in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And God delivers that redemption to Saul. Uh, the benefits of what Jesus has done in his dying and rising, given to Saul. He's connected to Christ. Uh, and we're redeemed in the very same way uh, that Saul's redeemed. Uh, we think of our baptism and how God has redeemed us through water and that same word of God's name that's placed upon us.
1: And, and you know, the one thing that strikes me too, Matt, which which is what's different about this redemption story and the redemption story that we see in the movies, Saul yeah. is still still this this sinful man. Isn't that remarkable? It's not like, oh, okay, now I'm a really super good guy now that I've had this experience. But no, he says, I, I'm still the worst of sinners. And yet, I am still the one whom God has forgiven and saved and redeemed.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what? It, and that's I think that's even a, a more powerful witness. Right. Yeah. It's, it's its this is real. This is reality. This isn't a fairy tale. No, he's still he's a sinner, but yet still redeemed you know, and again, going back to our own baptism, uh, the baptismal liturgy, uh, one of the first things that's said uh, when we have a baptism here at Ascension, we use the, the Lutheran service book agenda, and it, it says this, it says, the word of God teaches that we are all conceived and born sinful and under the power of the devil <laughs> until Christ claims us as his own. So I think it acknowledges there that we are, We are all conceived, born sinful, under the power of the devil. We're the bad guys, you know, on our own. Uh, We are villains. We're enemies of God even, under the power of the devil, until we're redeemed until christ claims us as his own and and i think we see it so clear in saul's story again saul's not doing anything it's christ claiming saul as his own god's doing it all and same in our baptism uh whether we were baptized as an adult a youth or or maybe we see it even most clearly when we're a little infant that christ is doing it all he's claiming us as his own through water and his word so yeah saul's redemption story is the real deal but so's yours. So's ours. It's no work of fiction. It's it's a real redemption story, uh, all worked by God.
1: And we thank you for taking the time to listen to us. This has been wrestling, wrestling with, with the, the basics. basics. basics.